0: and welcome to another edition of the Copcast Podcast. It's been a while. We've played loads of games. I actually don't remember the last time we put something out, so you're just going to have to cop for that. Um, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, The Reds are first. The Reds are still in the FA Cup because we haven't played a game yet. We'll get to that. The Reds in the Europa League last 16. The Reds are in the League Cup semi-final. And it's all looking pretty rosy. And, safe. we rocked into New Year's Day, into 2024, and we welcomed a fairly fragile Newcastle side that we thought, do you know what, our home record's pretty good, but the two, like, draws that we're not totally happy with, let's just go and do the business. And I know it seemed like a bit of an edgy game, but, Fuck me! Did we do the business?
1: Yeah, it 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 was a tough game to watch uh, at the beginning, maybe the first half an hour or so, uh, maybe the first half. Just just purely from the fact that we weren't sticking the ball in the net. But you know, when you take a step back and look at it after the after the um, after the event, we absolutely battered them. You know, stats wise. I think I'm right in saying it was the highest expected goals Recording ever since since they began doing that Since Opta began doing that in 2010 or something I think it was, or 2012 Yeah,
0: um, and so see, just on that, right I can, I think you, I think a penalty is like 0.7 or something Yeah. So you've probably got to factor those in But even after that, it's not far off the record And probably those high those high numbers in the other teams will have included a penalty or two as
1: well? Oh, yeah, I think penalties are 0.75. I think um is the, is the sort of um standard rate for them. So, yeah, I suppose, I don't know if you add that up. Does that make 1.5, maybe? Um, But as you say, I mean, I think the highest ever is 5.2 or something, 5.3, something like that. So, I mean, you're still you're still looking at it being around that anyway, even if you factor both of those in. So. Um, you know, shots wise, um, possession wise, XG wise, um, the eye test, whatever you want, to, whatever metric you want to use, whatever way you want to, to, to judge your football. There was only one team in, in that game, which is great. You know, because we needed to sort of put in that kind of a performance and um, I know there's been a bit of deflection um, since then, since the match. We talk about the Jada penalty and whatever. Listen, it's a pen and, you know, he's rolling it probably into an empty net anyway if he doesn't go down. Um, So, plus we're already ahead in the game. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it is what it is on on that score. But, yes, we needed a performance like that because although we've been good over Christmas and we've been very good this season, uh, we've been unbeaten over Christmas, we did have those two draws. And, obviously, you play Arsenal, you know, we probably have the better of the game, but you can't really argue with the result as we've talked about previously. But, um, you know, the United 1 stunt and you sort of felt it would be nice to be a little bit further ahead of, of City and, you know, they're back and you sort of think, right, well, we need to we need to kind of step up now and to to put in a performance of such dominance, of such. Um, you know, such an emphatic performance um, is is, you know, was very important and it was very important to, to put three points on the board at home again after those two draws. So um, yeah, statement performance, I suppose, uh, per, especially when you when you sort of watch it back, um, and and great to see. Yeah, Beryl, Chief
0: you know, uses a phrase there, statement performance. I think Carragher will use it after the game as well. And um, I think I think what's really really funny, I think, is that. People have been talking about Arsenal. Oh, they're not quite as scintillating this year, but they're they're much more solid. Much more solid. That's great. They're much more solid. They're 10 points down on this time last year. So be that as it may, you know, they're over they're over compromising. Now we're probably compromising the other way. Um we have more risk to our game, much more risk to our game. And it, it kind of that kind of bore itself out. They score two goals, but the XC is 0.7. It's 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 negligible. Um, and you might want to worry that we're conceding those chances, but you look at our look at our defensive. Record over over the course of the season and it, it's strong. Statistically underland numbers maybe aren't as strong as it would suggest. You know, in reality, and you might see a regression there, but ultimately they're strong, but. You know. No matter what it looks like now, what I took from this game is no matter what happens, no matter if we get pegged back, no matter if we come from behind them or if we, if we go behind and we've seen this all season, but it was really crystallized in this game that we're just like, we're going to, it's a bit, it's a bit Brendan Rogers, but we actually do have numbers at the back to back it up, but it's, we will just score more than you because we'll, drive you into the ground face first and run over the top of you. And if we need to walk it into the net, we need, we'll need we walk it into the net. And like we've seen so many times this season, if we need to blam it in from 25 yards, we'll blam it in from 25 yards. It doesn't matter. And that's what I took from this this game and this result.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with that. You know, um, w- watching a game... Um, uh, with all the the, the nerves uh, that are uh, you know attached to it, you know all the jeopardy, etc. Um, you, you 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 don't always enjoy uh, <laughs> you know uh, the, the game during the game, and you don't always appreciate uh, you know what how much you dominate the game um, until you. Uh, until you are uh, so far ahead that you can, you know, start enjoying it because you know th- there is no jeopardy anymore. Uh, we we never got to that phase, uh, you know, uh, um, until the four four two. I would say, uh, and and yeah, there was lots of frustration and uh, you know, missing a penalty and missing all those those chances in the, in, in the first half. Um, but um, I, I so you know um, I I. I I, I wanted to enjoy our games more, so I, I adopted this new um, strategy in, 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 in trying to look at, uh, you know, w- w- when I'm uh, fearing that we won't win a game, then I try to adopt the perspective of, of, of rival uh, supporters. And, you know, the way they would have looked at that game w- would probably be th- they will score, they will win. Uh, and, you know, that relaxed me <laughs> because um, we were very dominant and we were, you know, so utterly dominant, not only, you know, um, the, the XG, um, you know, everything that you saw on the pitch were made clear that, that they had, they stood no chance. You know, it, it would have been an enormous travesty of, of, of anything, um, you know, that has to do with football if, if we wouldn't have won that game uh, we should have won it more comfortably, etc. But uh, but still, uh, exactly, the dominance was so enormous, the, the the contrast was so stark that it it it, it wasn't possible. I would say that uh, that we wouldn't win that game. And um, yeah, and I think that's obviously has something to do with how we played, uh, our players, etc. And in that. Um, you know, from that perspective, you could say it's a statement. It was a statement. So yeah, we will blow you away. It's it's as clear as that.
0: Well, let's, let's hope to see more of that. But you know, right? Let's get into it. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a few players I want to touch on. A few really interesting performances. Let's. I feel like there's a really polarized conversation around Darwin Nunez at the minute. Um well,
1: so there is an R WhatsApp <laughs> group?
0: Well <laughs> there, uh, yeah. And I think our WhatsApp group is probably it's probably a microcosm of the entire fan base right now, if we're being honest. Yep.
1: Well could could be. Could be.
0: All right. So never yeah. um I think during the game, certainly at halftime. I was like, get the striker off, bring me Cody Gakpo, bring me Diogo Jota, certainly Diogo Jota. And when the subs happened, you were furious. I was delighted. Um, and I could see both sides of the argument. Um, so, look, let's just look at some of the numbers here, OK? We, we see what Darwin Nunez does on the pitch Um, for all of his qualities and all of his deficiencies. The numbers will tell you this. Um, his six assists this season. Okay, there's only four players in the league have more assists on him.
1: Is this league or
0: in the what? league? Yeah, in the league. Um, net. Uh, Neto, who <laughs> likes only played about five games, which is incredible. Um, I can't see who that other person is that have written because my handwriting is terrible. Watkins, Trippier, and somebody else who begins with S. Anyway, um, Salah, obviously, right? Um. Which is it's phenomenal. Um, the other thing is you're looking at is is his ex, his own XG. So his own XG is minus six point one three. Now there's only one player in the league that comes even close to being as bad as that, and it's your boy Jackson from Chelsea, who everybody thinks is shite, and it's four point eight one. Um,
1: so he's he's uh, he's underscoring his XG by
0: yeah by yeah. 4.81 whereas darwin's underscored by 6.13 Wait,
1: worse is it
0: no darwin's is like two goals worse
1: darwin's is worse yeah
0: yeah yeah by yeah. two by like 50 yeah, percent
1: worse. Quite, it's it's quite stark yeah, yeah
0: yeah it's it's not close um and then you look he's you know the shots that he's taken in the league it's it's 58 shots in the league um it's the same number as haaland only salanti and salah have scored more um or more. sorry have taken more shots but those three players that have taken more shots than him are the three top goal scorers in the league there's 26 players that have scored more goals than him you know his link up play isn't isn't fantastic but
1: six assists though
0: so and this is the thing and he and this is the other thing right um personally i will point the the, the i think his finishing lacks variety is what I would say. It lacks decision-making in the moment.
1: It lacks composure, yeah.
0: Yeah, decision-making in the moment. With We saw with Isaac, who had one chance and looked at the goalkeeper and, and made his mind up on how he was going to finish in that millisecond, whereas Darwin's already decided what he's going to do before he even sizes up what the options are in front of him, is my opinion. The other side of the coin is Okay, he's he's down six point he's down six point one three yeah. on his XG, but he said the woodwork five times. So if those five go in, you could be talking be um, much pretty much level. Yeah. Throwing it back again, the ones he hits work woodwork with, I know certainly two of them are like negligible XG chances because he's smashing them from nowhere, you know. So look, I get what he brings. The thing that frustrates me about the whole conversation is that this argument is goals will come, and I'm like, right, goals will come, that's fine. Or you know, he's ready to explode, but none of the evidence that I see before me suggests that that's going to happen. I hoped after the group, the beautiful goal that he scores against Burnley, one of the few shots that he's taken with actually his instep would maybe kickstart a, a run of goals like these streaky strikers 10 10 to half but no he is he is I think his xg is something like 2.1 2.1 or 2.1 of our xg on 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 Monday night is, is his so you know I know where you stand on Nunez but I suppose my argument is here is particularly now with Salagón, we need a centre forward. If we're gonna if we're gonna play the way that we do now, which is direct, we've essentially replaced a player that drops deep to link the of play and a passing style in Firmino to a boy that's gonna run in behind in a very direct set of football. We need this guy to start sticking the ball in the net, a la and like, God forbid, we say it, Dominic Solanke. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: We need we yeah we need him to start scoring. I think it will happen. I mean, again, all those stats, the number of shots he has, the, the the situations he gets himself in, the the fact that sometimes you know you joke about it, but sometimes you you could be half forgiven for thinking that he's cursed at the moment. I mean, the one the one that um, Dubravka saves which is a carbon copy of the one that he makes for Salah and Salah then returns the favour and Debraca someone fucking saves it. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, Jesus Christ, is, is it ever going to go in? So it's one of them. And I, I just have a feeling that, yeah, he's not a natural goal scorer. Like, you know, he's not, He's not Robbie Fowler. He's not touched by God. You know, you will score goals effortlessly. Do you know what I mean? But he you, But at the minute, he's
0: not even an Ollie Watkins at the minute.
1: Yeah, yeah. Never mind Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins is five <laughs> five years older than him. Yeah, I remember that. So, you know, and it tends to be when, when players have to learn how to finish and, and, you know, become the main man and so on tends to be they sort of really begin to hit their straps numbers wise kind of 23 24 25 so I mean he's getting to that point now and you know he's been in the at the club for long enough he said he's been in the system long enough and yes it's a transition of the year but we certainly he, he knows what we're trying to do with him so yeah absolutely the ball does have to start hitting the net but he he Almost, I mean, obviously, the whole team plays well. But if you had to pick a man of the match based on most involved, causing the opposition the most trouble, most difficult for the opposition to deal with, you know, he would have been number one uh, against Newcastle. There's no doubt about it. Yes, you would get frustrated with the misses. Absolutely. But... He was. It was constantly him. He was constantly the thorn in the side. He was constantly the one involved. He's really unlucky. He's a ball hair offside for the one that he sets up for Diaz at the start. I mean, it's it's fucking you know time. It 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 freeze frame stuff. It really is. But off. But off. But offside again. Again, yeah, nonetheless. Okay, but but I'll tell you what. He he improved that certainly against Newcastle because I had a bet that we'd have more than three offsides, or more than two and a half offsides in the game, and that was the only offside in the whole game. So, you know, <laughs> he's he's reducing the number of times he's getting caught. But, yeah, that was fucking frustrating for a couple of weeks as well, because, again, it's something that sort of came out of nowhere. If that was never an issue before, then it was for a few weeks. And it was like, right, seriously, Darwin, what the fuck? Just, you know, look across the line. Um But hopefully that's something that he's ironing out of his game as well, because um sort of seemed to come out of nowhere, like I said. But anyway, yes, the goals need to come. But you look at him. I'm watching it again here. He's fucking, he is the the full package. You know what I mean? And he's what, what is he, 23? So if the progression comes and he does the Thierry Henry, you know, he does even the Raheem Sterling you know, he starts to get the numbers as he, he begins to hit the right age, then... Do you know what, Chief? See, just to say that, I think I think Raheem
0: Sterling is actually a really good comparison because it's a player who you wouldn't necessarily say is anywhere close to the best finisher in the world, is, isn't is anywhere close to the best passer of the football in the world, but people forgave him that because he, certainly for City and, and for us, he got the numbers. He got the yeah. numbers.
1: And Darwin Nunes can hit a ball ten times sweeter than Raheem Sterling. Yes. Uh, he's he's bigger, he's quicker, he's more powerful. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I don't see the issue. I do see your concerns. I do see the frustrations. I'm not blind. You know what I mean? And... and Fuck, I screamed at him whenever that header didn't find the back of the net. Like, and you're just thinking, this is just going to nestle. And, you know, it's a great header, to be fair to him. He does his best to get it on target. But it had got to that point where I I literally was like, fuck's sake, dog! fucking stick it in the net. So, of course, I understand the frustrations. But at the same time, I think he's class. I think he is going to be. And we've just got to stick with it. Um, and
0: hopefully now is the time, you know, while Salah's away. Yeah, well, it has to be the time, Beryl. I'm going to give you a choice, okay? Do you want to do? Do you want to have your go with Darwin, or do you want to do Jugo Gomez?
2: I I can do both, man. Okay, do both. <laughs> do both. Do, can I have you both? <laughs> no, you know, just just uh, two sentences on uh, on Darwin Nunez. So uh, I think. Uh, you know, as the, ga- the 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 saying goes, uh, uh, as long as they they create chances or you know come in the right positions, then the goals will come. That's that, that's my hope. But uh, the other thing is, the other sentence would be, he, he needs to start scoring. Uh, or you know, if you want to be the number nine of Liverpool FC, then you need to score those sitters. That you know, he had at least two sitters against Newcastle, and uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because he second guesses himself, but uh, it, there's never a faint, there's never a, a, a chip, or uh, he, he blams them against the goalkeeper. It's always the the same, and it it it, it started pissing me off. So, Birol, you, know,
0: you know what? See when you say that. Sorry, just sorry, just see when you say no, that. No
2: word. That
0: that thought crossed my mind when Chief was talking. I just want to see one. There's a couple of Torres does this a number of times. And Torres was always the player that I kind of compared him with stylistically, but Torres would run through and he would just do that little clipped dink over the keeper as he went to the ground. That's that's the finish I want to see from Darwin Nunez. That's what I want to see. A little bit of guile, a little bit of finesse, and for me, that is what that's a key thing he needs to develop in this game. To be fair, I, I,
2: I'm he, not sure if it's if yeah.
0: He, he doesn't
1: just on that. He doesn't get that chance that often. Do you know what I mean? Where he's
0: oh mate, the one, the one, the one, the one against through.
1: Newcastle. The one against Newcastle. He could run through and he could just the keeper's on his in his
0: ass. He could just flick it over the top of him. He I could. Hands up. Quite ball, and the, it's the ball and the I know it's a decent save, chief, but he allows him to make a save. The ball's actually bouncing, so he could just flick it over the top of him and let it bounce into the net. And that's the sort of finish I want to see from him.
1: Yeah, he he certainly needs to work on his composure in front of the goal. He needs to to aim for the corner and not just, as you say, blame it at the goalkeeper.
2: I think it's it's a confidence issue, and uh, you know, if, if memory memory serves, I think he tried uh, doing more fancy stuff uh, in the beginning, and uh, you know, he had a, a, a drought, and then, you know, it, this just looks like let's let's just make absolutely sure that I score this one and and by doing that he he does uh, you know he aims for the middle you you could say and uh, it doesn't take enough risk to to score the goal that that's you know that will be my observation but uh w- whatever it is he needs to start scoring goals or you know uh, go elsewhere i would say <clears throat> but um uh, le- uh, you know if we move on to joe gomez which is um you know, much more of a, something, uh, uh, you know, an, a nice story to tell. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm sure lots of people gave up on him, and, um, you know, may, maybe I gave up on him, you know, partly. Um, Andy Boone, lo- are you listening? <laughs> you know he, he is a a, a lovely guy. He, you know there is no controversy, there is no moaning, etc so you know I, I have all the time for him all the, you know he has all the credit in the bank on, on that uh, on that part he, and been terribly unlucky with you know uh, lots of um, big injuries uh, and so um now is the time for him. Uh, that you know he isn't injured, and I you know I, I don't believe in jinxes, but still don't want to jinx it. Um, uh, and um, you know there's lots of maturity. I think uh, I, I think uh, when a player comes in the in the age bracket of 27 and above, they they know what they can and they know what they can't, and uh, and uh, don't try to do the things that they uh, that they can't. <laughs> Um, so I'm seeing a really mature player, and and on the left, uh, he even needs to be more mature because it's not his natural position, and he needs to uh, adapt and uh, and uh, adopt a new role. Uh, and it, it's it's incredible, you know, against Saka, who is. Uh, uh, in the minds of Arsenal uh, uh, fans, uh, you know, one of the best wingers in, in the world. But, you know, he is a, a really good player, I would say, and, or, and one of the best wingers in um, in the Premier League, for sure. But um, uh, he, had, he didn't have a sniff against Joe Gomez. Uh, and, you know, in, in that sort of high pressure coming on because, uh, you know, the, the, the other left back got injured and playing that well uh, and against Newcastle not only being defensively solid but also in his passing uh, there was just one moment that he was sleeping and uh, I, I don't know there, I think it was uh, the 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 quick uh, paraguayan lad whose name just escaped me uh oh, Almeron. With, yeah that, that's the one I, I think who you know uh, got away for, for a second there but you know that, the, i think that was the only thing uh, I, I could only remark I could make on him, I, I, I it's lovely to see because it's he's such a nice, nice guy. And uh, uh you know, in the time of, of need, uh, we don't have any left backs anymore. Uh, Joe Gomez is there and uh, uh to the rescue. I, I yeah, lovely to see, I would say.
0: Yeah, great, to Just just a you know, a moment on, on Gomez from you, from what I've seen. Um, no, he it's it's amazing to believe he's only 26. Like it's absolutely insane. Um, but what I noticed, and I think this is probably what I've noticed and missing is he in the last few games, and particularly against Newcastle, he was so aggressive, so um you know, high intensity, and it looks like to me, it looks like finally trust his body again. You know, I think you can absolutely forgive a player for being tentative in the tackle a little bit, you know, half a second off because they're worried because of, you know, what's happened to them previously in, in fairly, you know, innocuous circumstances. But to me, on Monday night, it looked like he absolutely trusted the fact that he thought, I am... I'm a monster. I am so robust that I don't need to worry about whether I clatter into somebody or someone, you know, leaves a a food in. There was one at their byline where I think he goes in, he he blocks the clearance and the guy falls on top of him. And even I thought, oh, Christ, please don't be injured again. And he just got up and ran back. And for me, that... That, and there was two occasions where he swept across his, his centre-halves. And for me, when, when Gomez was at his best, it was him sweeping across behind Van Dijk as his, his centre-half partner. And he did it a couple of times, passed it back to Alisson, nice and cool, nice and collected, and just looks like, looks like a player we probably didn't think we had at the start of the season.
1: He looks like a player that I never really thought we had because, you know, we're talking about him playing a left-back here. Which is his least favoured of all the positions.
0: You know, Ironically, it's where he started his Liverpool career, though, isn't it? it is,
1: but but he was he was sort of shoehorned in there very much so by Brandon Rodgers, um, and it was where he picked up his first big injury force, um, and you know he's come back a couple of times and you know he's he's been right back, back up for a little while. Um, and obviously, it's been a while since he's had his, you know, since he, I thought, you know, I thought he was done. It's been a while since his, his last big injury, but, you know, there were a couple of games last season that he, he came in and played and he, he, he just sort of looked off it. Um, the Real Madrid game sticks in the mind. Um, he, he, um, I think there's something in what you're saying there about him trusting his body. He looks back, to, like I said, he looks back to his very, very best. Um he's quick. He's, as you said, not afraid in, in the tackle. He trusts himself a lot more going forwards now. Um he looks, you know, him and Van Dyke both look back to the best versions of the of themselves, which is really timely given given what's happened to, to Joe Maddup and given our sort of defensive concerns going going in to the season. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's brilliant to see. And, you know, we're talking about him, like I said, playing left-back now, um, being left-back cover. He's basically our only defensive cover, left-back, centre-back and, and right-back um, at the moment, uh, apart from, you know, Jarrell Kwanzaa, of course. But um, he's he's he stepped up back to his back to his old level. I mean, and there's, you know, there are many of us that, that thought that would never happen, uh, and thought that the, the ship had sailed on that. And you're right to say it's it is quite amazing that he's only 26 because he's been around forever and he's been written off a couple of times already. So, yeah, brilliant to see, brilliant to see, and and we need it. So.
0: All right, chief. Let's do my best, boy. I'm so excited. Curtis? Oh, I remember, I remember it was in holiday, like August, September, and I was like, this is this is Curtis Jones breakout season. I texted to you in the group. Um, and Johnny Henderson sent in some, uh, like, I don't know, analysis video thing on YouTube. And I was like, yep, you're dead right. I agree. I know everything. And, you know, I think, the game he has is great. I think Klopp's comments after the match um, where he said, yeah, you know, technically you won't know how good he is, but talked about his, his pressing and his counter pressing, and he kind of hesitated, and then he said, well, actually, he sets the level. And those are the sorts of things that he used to say about Firmino. He sets the level. Um, I think our upturn in form, and I think this is something that, that people tend to forget, our upturn in form the last kind of like 10, 11, 12 games of last season coincided with the the change in in the system, but but also Jones coming back into the side. And I think he is an absolute all-rounder. He can do everything. Um, It's 10 goals and assists in his last 27 games for Liverpool. Here's a really mental stat, right? I saw... um, non-penalty goals and assists per 90 by English midfielders in the top five leagues. Uh, Jude Bellingham was obviously a freak at number one in 1.08. And guess who's second? Curtis Jones at 0.51. So, you know, I think to me, in my eyes, this isn't a surprise to me, but it did feel like, and maybe it was just because of the goal, but it felt like... We've talked about a statement performance from Liverpool this season, but it felt like a statement performance from him as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he obviously has a great game uh, against West Ham in the Cup a um, couple of weeks ago, or a week ago, is it now? Um,
0: yeah, it's a, a game.
1: Yeah, uh, he, he's class and he gets two goals and he runs the show. Um, and... He was integral in the um, in the upturning form at the end of last season, as you mentioned, but um, also at the beginning of the season, he's he's you know he's in the in the starting lineup at the beginning of the season up until the Spurs game, I think, where he gets the red card, and um, then he sort of in and out of the side a little bit, or he struggles. He gets,
0: to get he, gets an injury, he gets an injury yeah. after that, then too, yeah.
1: doesn't he? So. So that's it. Now he looks, he looks back, and he looks fit, and he'd be back in, in contention. And our, um, I don't know what the stat is, but I do know that our win percentage is much, much better when when he's in the side. And like you say, you know, he's an all rounder, but he's a, he's a he's pretty much a perfect midfielder for us in the system that we play. Um, because he can do a bit of six, because he can do a bit of eight and because growing up he was basically the, the sort of the, the 10, if you will. He does have it all. Um, he can arrive late. He's tactically switched on. He keeps the ball really, really well. Um, you know, he we were talking before the pod about um, us having midfielders who are happier to, to carry the ball as, as well as, you know, for the first time in a while as opposed to pass it. But he can do he can do both. Um, and he can finish as well. So uh, it's great to have him hopefully fully fit and and, and there for the season. I've, you know, I know he had a long term sort of niggly thing that was holding him back. And, you know, the word is that that was pretty much sorted or at least under control so hopefully that is the case and he is available because you know he's he's he's, he can play a vital part this season and particularly you know I suppose seems like he's potentially does hamstring as well so we're we're gonna need him over over the next few weeks
0: yeah Beryl just a a bit just a bit more on Jones because well it's because I want to um I think p- people forget. We, we've heard m- mad things been said about Curtis Jones, like he's only in the team because he's a scouser, uh, like championship level at best. Said some fellow who used to um, appear on this podcast, no names being mentioned. Um, but if we if we look at last season. Um, he comes in against Arsenal, where we're absolutely super. We end up coming back and drawing two heats. And he's a big part of that. His goal and performance against Spurs in the 4-3 is two goals against Leicester. And he finishes the season in scintillating form. He goes to the under-21 Euros. He wins that. He's player of the tournament. Um, and then you watch that performance, epitomized by his pressing... Um, it's counter-pressing, nicking the ball, strong in the tackle. He's big, he's quick, he's got a great low centre of gravity for such a tall lad. And, you know, the through ball, Chief mentioned the chance earlier on, where, where, where Nunez is just lost that. The through ball with the outside is for the sublime. And everybody's rate, the player that I would kind of liken him to most in the Premier League at the minute is probably a fellow that everybody raves and raves and raves about Paqueta because I think he's really similar and people talk about him like Man City want to send him I think this kid is like for 22 years old about to turn 23 he's easily on that level for me stylistically
2: I'm, I'm, you know, uh, when you mentioned the name, I was, I was wondering who you would mention, but uh, uh, I, I need to process that, um, and, and you know, I, I like Paqueta as a player, um, and yeah, he, he does some things that that are really interesting, and, and and he plays in a West Ham team, you know, a Moyes team in in which. Uh, uh, he needs to do different things than than we uh, ask from Curtis Jones, but yeah, you, you might be right. I, I'll, I'll get I'll get back with with my answer later on if I agree with your uh, comparison. But uh, all the other things, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm a Curtis Jones fan as well, and uh, on record on the record, uh, luckily, um, and never given up on him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I always thought, and I I, I probably have said this before. Um, you know he, he was in the academy he was the number 10 he was this very creative player who needed to create and uh, and, and score goals etc and he needed to adapt to a different role and and uh i'm i'm very sure i've said this before on him uh his maturity is is incredible uh, because Beryl, yeah. do you know any, do you many know appearances appearances made for liverpool mm, you know uh A hundred, I would guess. A hundred and twenty six appearances for Liverpool. Okay.
0: Now that suggests to me that this is a player that Klopp absolutely trusts.
2: Yeah, and rightfully so, because, you know, that that maturity is is something that, you know, when he gets the ball, he doesn't lose it. I remember the criticism on him, and this might be even two years ago, because uh, just as with... uh, um, with, with Joe Gomez, we, we tend to forget how, how, you know, how long a player is with us and is in the team because, you know, in, 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 in lots of people's minds, he's probably still, you know, that new kid uh, just in uh, fresh from the academy. But, you know, he, he is a seasoned player. Um, uh, in the beginning, people had the criticism that he uh, took too long to decide what to do with the ball. But that was probably him getting to grips with, with what uh, was asked from him um uh, retaining the ball uh and uh you know waiting for people to get into positions and then uh giving his pass and he never loses the ball and this is this is for a midfield player and uh you know especially the uh the type of midfield that that we tend to have you know with with the the, the very um uh you know the, the 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 attackers with with almost free rolls and sometimes with the with the, with fullbacks that uh have uh, a, a lots of uh, liberty to, to roam and, and to, to uh, join the attack. You need to be disciplined. You need to also be creative. You need to retain the possession. You need to help out the defense, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, there's lots of things you need to be able to do to, to be successful in this uh, in this uh, Liverpool midfield. And uh, you know, we are not playing the same uh, tactics. Um, you know, not precisely the same tactics that we used to play with the uh, with the the, the, the Henderson uh, fabinho Van uh, Alden uh, midfield, but you know uh, that was also a midfield that wasn't very uh, appreciated, I would say, and, and especially so, uh, you know, Van uh, Alden, who people were, you know, wondering what what uh, exactly he was bringing to the team, uh, no goals, no assists, etc. And uh, and you know, Curtis. You could say is is an upgrade on him in the sense that he has all the uh, the attributes of you know running a lot, um, covering lots of space, uh, helping out the defense, uh, but also um, chipping in with goals and uh, and and uh, playing a, a, a very you know maybe even instrumental role in in creating chances. So yeah, I I, I really like him as a player. I really appreciate what he's doing uh, and. Um, uh, uh, I remember the video analysis you were talking about, and it was uh, from this Scottish guy who makes these videos for uh, now the athletic, I believe, um, and he was on uh, the the totally football show, and he was again raving about Curtis Jones and saying that he he should be a shoe in for the England team. So you know, I don't support the England team, so I don't care about that. But uh, I imagine, to be, fair, that... to
0: be fair, I did say that as well, and <laughs> just to just to be the, like like. You're a profit, least smug yeah totally.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I would I probably would have agreed with that uh, at the time as well. So I, I you know, I really like Curtis Jones and uh and I I would also and this is my um, um, you know, uh the, the player that I really wanted to succeed as well. I would really love Harvey Elliott to to be in this position. Um, you know, on the other side of the pitch maybe uh in two years time as well. Yeah, well, we'll get to that chief.
0: Not good enough. Didn't get Lavia, didn't get Ciceto. Oh my God, the world is falling down around our ears. We've signed some. Japanese fella from like a relegation fighting German side. Typical FSG. Scrimping and saving. Well. Who got the best deal out? See, if I wonder.
1: Yeah, it's funny how things work out. <clears throat> um, he has another class game. Like I'm, I'm watching back at the moment. Like it's, it's all in the background, and um, you know, it's, it's just another one to add to the the good performance he put in against United and and the performance he put in against Arsenal. Um, and he's you know quietly been. Um, he's quietly slotted in quite nicely since the beginning. Um, he allows the midfield to function. He, you know, we look much more balanced. Um, so you have a midfield there of of Endo, Shibazai, and and Curtis, and we've got real balance there. You know what I mean? We've we've got everything. He, he just allows everything to sort of keep taking over. Um, he's aggressive. He's front foot. His positioning's great. Um, he's direct with his passing. Generally, um, his forward passing is good. Um, he's, he looks after the ball well. He's, he's always seems to just be in the right place at the right time. He's what he's what we wanted. He's everything we wanted really in a six in that kind of a six. Um, shame he's he's fucking off for the next month.
0: <laughs> yeah um, They're all It's it, it took him a while But you know I think A lot of knee-jerk reactions To To out It takes a while Fabinho was bombed out for six months <laughs> And we were all talking about him As the best six in the world For two or three years Now I'm not making comparisons here But what I'm saying is Is that You know, especially the way this side plays, it's so, so furiously high octane that, you know, it's, it's one thing to appreciate and adapt and keep up with the physical demands. But if you're going forward so quickly, by default, that means the ball is coming back far more quickly than you would generally have experienced it coming back to you. Therefore, you have got to be so unbelievably concentrated all the time. And that has got to be a new experience for any footballer because look, I don't think this is hyperbole here, but there is no team that plays as furious football as we do in the league. It is very much early clock days, but just much even more direct. So the fact that I think the fact that he's got up to speed with it so quickly is actually amazing.
2: Yeah, and you know uh, the word that I was thinking of, uh, you, you mentioned already, is it's. I think it's concentration, and uh, this is a player who, who. Um, so, OK, uh, I, 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 my metaphors are not always helpful, but, if, you know, when I drive, I'm, I, I, uh, I'm always very concentrated. I'm always aware of what happens around me. You know, sometimes my wife drives and she's a good driver, but she's more, you know, relaxed and uh, etc. And uh, it, it irritates me. Because I think you know the only way you can you can approach that task is is being fully concentrated and maybe I'm exaggerating but I think Endo is 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 a driver like me I would say and, and but but of course uh, a much better football player I would assume and um, he, he this is not a player who can rely on on speed or uh, strength uh, you know because he's not uh, he's not a very a large man, I would say, you know, he's, he's probably uh, strong for, for his size. But so he, he needs to, his his, his uh, most uh, important in- instrument is, is his intelligence, I would say. And he is, uh, uh, he's adapted and probably got into the team because, um, you know, moving parts. Um, maybe McAllister's uh, 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 injury played a role. Um but never mind that, because, you know, this is how things evolve uh, usually. You, you, you get into the team when, uh, when, you know, you are needed and then you uh, either uh, fulfill that role uh, to, uh, to, you know, the, the, the liking of the, the manager and you stay in or you don't and you need to uh, develop more. And I think this was the case with Fabinho. I remember his first outing. Uh, I I think it was against Arsenal and he looked like uh, a a rabbit uh, looking into the headlights of uh, of a car Uh, and everything passed it by and he didn't know what to do and we all thought so this guy is is absolutely uh, a stinker we don't want him in the team again and you know, uh, history uh, tells us that we were wrong at that moment and Endo, yeah, uh, of course there were knee-jerk reactions uh, especially in this time of uh, we, you know, we, we, we have to have our hot takes. We need to have our uh, assessments um, ready, uh, you know, after a couple of seconds, uh, let alone a game. So um, and, um, hopefully he, he, he doesn't venture onto the social media uh, uh, hellscape and uh, wouldn't have known about this, but uh, I'm sure uh, not only Klopp uh, appreciates uh, what he's doing, what he's done already, Uh, But also the team. And uh, I I think I saw that. um, That people were very happy when he scored that goal against who was it again. Um, It was a a really nice goal. Fulham, wasn't it? Um, But, uh, yeah, I I really like what I see from him. Um, Now he will be gone. But, you know, luckily McAllister is back in. And I think it also, you know, what, what you said about how long it takes to adapt. Uh, also, of course, applies to McAllister who didn't get that time, uh, you know, uh, to observe how we play and then adapt to it, but uh, uh, needed to fill in that role right away. Um, so uh, maybe we need to be patient with him as well. And uh, because when he came in against Newcastle, I, I really enjoyed his passing. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that was something that we missed. And I think especially against manchester united really could have done with uh, um, uh, we'll see how uh, we fare without endo but it, it, it's uh, i think we can say his uh, transfer is, an, uh, is is a success
0: yeah okay like we're, we're we're closing in on the hour so let's move to mo um Chief, honestly like just like he's awful the first half let's be honest he's terrible he can't beat a man he can't pass the ball he can't score a penalty and it's it's that see every time I see him take a penalty I get PTSD from the Champions League final when he hits that kind of similar sort of penalty and it's like just it's all I, I don't know how it goes in basically Um, but then he just walks in and went yeah, I've been shit, I missed a penalty. It's going to change my boots because I'm very aware of, like, even small, marginal, psychological gains. And he goes out there. And at the end of the game, my brother texted me, he just a Spurs fan, he was like, like let's be honest, Salah is literally just the best player in the world, isn't he? Because he can do everything. And, you know, all round, yes, Han the best nine in the world. But like, I, I find it really hard to argue against that. Is playmaking that ball with the outside of his foot? Um, you know, is movement to get into that area just to tap the ball in? And you know, he's, he's thirty. I don't know thirty-one, thirty. I don't know what the fucking age he is, but he's worth thirty anyway. It doesn't look like slowing up at any time, does it? Because this is the best he's played in probably two or three years.
1: He looks like he's <clears throat> sort of matured into this role now as part of, you know, part of the leadership group, but also as the as the talisman, I suppose, of this team, if in so much as there is is one um, because he's one among among many. Obviously, you've got Verge, you've got Trent <coughs> and there are others. You've got Alisson. Um, but he looks a little bit more comfortable in himself. Um, you know, the assist numbers sort of, I think, demonstrate that a little bit as well in that he's he's Uh, very much sort of the all-round forward now um, rather than just the ultimate sort of goal scorer. Um, And yeah, I would agree. I'd agree uh, with your... Which brother was it? (laughs) I'd agree with him. Um, Tom,
0: Dars, the younger one is um, too bipartisan to admit to things like that. Fair enough,
1: fair enough. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'd agree with him. Yeah, um, you know Messi and Ronaldo obviously have, have exited the stage pretty much, and I don't think there's really anybody in world football that's that's of that ilk anymore. I mean, Salah can do it all. He can score, or he has scored forty plus goals in a in a season. He um, he's now the complete forward, as we've been saying. He's, he scores or assists. Constantly, um, his numbers are great. He's never injured. Um, he's never, like get, never. He never gets the only, game he's, the, only, the only game he's missed through injury
0: is I think it was Barcelona 4-0 because he's not allowed to play because of concussion from the Newcastle game the week before or the weekend before.
1: So, I mean, he's never had a muscle injury while he's like, been l- like never, you know? never. And given it, given his game and his explosive pace and all the rest of it, um, and, and the how many times did, he gets kicked and assaulted and, without and getting a free kick? Simply the length of time he's been with us—it's absolutely remarkable, like isn't it? It's, it's insane. So um, yeah, long may he continue to to be at pretty much the peak of his powers, and I think his role has adapted slightly. And he isn't as explosive, perhaps, as he was, but other parts of his game have improved and he's a joy to watch.
0: Yeah, agreed. I think conversation to be had about, you know, what we do without him. Beryl, um, I want to keep this kind of short because I want to get on to Arsenal. Um, but I would know. We've we found random solutions to Salah going away to the Afcon in the past. Like, I remember... Was it two years ago that Alex Oxley Chamberlain comes in and scores like, I don't know, four and seven while he's away or something ridiculous, and then just doesn't play again for the rest of the season, probably because his leg's fallen off. So we do find solutions to this. What, what do you think he'll do? Because we've we've obviously got more forward options than we had previously in, like, you know, we've got Gakpo, Jota, Diaz, any one of them could play right-hand side and one of the other two on the left. Um, but we've also got who's probably the most stylistically comparable is Harvey Elliott.
2: Yeah, um, I think uh, the fact that Sobosla is uh, looks to be injured uh, complicates things because um, uh, Harvey could also play on the uh, right side of midfield, of course. Um, so, yeah, the, the, I think that the most logical thing would be to you know you, you you cannot speak of hard, uh, like for like of course but uh yeah a left uh a left-footed player uh left-footed tricky player on the right would be Harvey Elliott. Um, but you know he lacks the pace of course um and the acceleration maybe uh uh, uh and and that's you know why he he, he wouldn't be uh a long-term solution on that position, but you know, neither was uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I really forgot that that was the solution. Yeah, you're right. He he, he scored lots of goals just by standing at the uh, at at the far post uh, on the on the right moment, which which is which is the talent, of course. Um, so and and that means that uh, the other side needs to do uh, you know more or different stuff uh, in order to 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 succeed. Uh, I I'm sure we we will have had a plan we will have a plan uh, to um to how 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 we will cope with this situation because you know we we, we knew uh mo would be away for, for 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 you know this period so the, the they will have been working on it and uh, in in the games that Mo didn't play like in the, the Europa league and the and the league cup uh, it was Harvey Elliott so probably that's that's the most uh, uh most feasible option I would say
0: All right, yeah, fair enough, chief. Who do you fancy just quickly?
1: Uh, will it be interesting? Because,
0: like, let's be honest, we'll probably get a number of different versions, will we, won't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, Baro's absolutely right in that Elliot has played there in the in the Europa and um, and in the cups um, in Mo's absence, and you'd imagine that that is the the sort of the dry run for for it. Having said that, it depends. I think um, on how many forwards, proper forwards, Klopp wants on the pitch. If you know what I mean, um, will he? Will he just? Will he just? You know, will he just put one of the forwards on the right as opposed to playing Elliot, who's a bit of a hybrid midfielder. Um, maybe doesn't have the. Maybe doesn't have the numbers. Number. In, in the in the in the same way, or doesn't have the goal threat perhaps in the same way. I don't know. Will he?
0: Just... Yeah, it's interesting. See see from my perspective, Chief. I think Elliot has that guide and that you know creative pass that Salah has, which which is really you know that's that that's what Salah does from that side where he scores his goals. Let's be honest, is generally in between the posts, right? He might cut in from that side but generally he scores his goals from in between the posts i just wonder and we've seen it before and i love the player but i don't really like it jotter from the right hand side because he can go on both feet like he's the most two-footed player in the team um but I suppose I'm torn. I don't like him out that side, but I also feel like without Salah's numbers, you've got to get the player on the pitch that's going to replicate his numbers as as close as possible. Which, in my eyes, is is Jota.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. And so, who plays from the right? Then does he does he play Darwin from the right?
0: Well, that, well, no, but that's what I mean. I I I think he might play Jota from the right, and that's the one place I don't really
1: like him. Well, Jada doesn't work from the right. I know that's that. That's the point. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think he'll be loath to, to play Jada from the right. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I wonder: is there a is there a shout that we go a bit more four four two?
0: It's not a bad, It's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout.
1: Because yeah. you just wonder, like we don't have that, like for like. Replacement. If this was a Salah play from the left, we'd be falling down with options. But it's not really, you know, Harvey, Harvey, in the front three, it can be hit and
0: miss. Um, it's all it's it's always hit from the bench and never hit from the start,
1: though, isn't it? Yeah, it seems to be, seems to be. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what which way we go. We've got plenty of options anyway in terms of what we can do and in terms of of firepower so and we we do generally tend to cope quite well um you know touch wood we have done in the past without without him um when when he's been at afcom we've done all right um so and we've been sort of more heavily impacted in the past because obviously we've lost sadio at the same time usually yeah, Back. we have
0: generally There's... found a way and we've generally found a way in these situations, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let's see. All right. Beryl, um, let's just... Do you know what I'm going to do? Like I'm going to do just I'm gonna do the window by myself. January window. Here we go. Everybody wants to sign a brand new shiny thing. The obvious one from a Liverpool's perspective will be kind of... Left sided centre half, left back sort of thing that is a thing that we don't really, like it, like oh, here, like a Joe Gomez, for example. But let's be honest, the likelihood of us signing anybody in January is, is I'd say, 10%. Um, There will be fury amongst the social media, you know, teenagers and and Psychopath, fanny boys, and that's fine. Um, but if you look at our squad, right, we have Endo, who everybody thought would be, I don't know, filler. I suppose that like the worst song on the album. Simikas has come in and done a good job. We've got a Joe Gomez we never expected. We've got a Harvey Elliott affecting the play, you know, scoring critical goals and making critical contributions. We've got a Curtis Jones, who all of a sudden apparently Arsenal want to sign. Um, we've got a Jarrell quanta who genuinely looks like a top-end centre-half. And with have and Santiago to come back. So, no, we're not signing anybody, and that's why. So, get over it. Um, Arsenal, Beryl, FA Cup third round. We're still in all four competitions. I think Arsenal will have a game for a while. Um what sort of team do you expect to see for this? And how bothered are you whether we win the tie or not?
2: You know, um, I, I would like to uh, beat down Arsenal uh, a little further, uh, especially because we didn't beat them at Anfield and uh, really should have probably. Um, but yeah, but I wouldn't be bothered. as You know, I, I will change my... Uh, my my appreciation for the FA Cup, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, along the, uh, the 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 result of the game. If we win, I think it's very important. If we don't, then uh, it's not that important. Uh, but I I expect, um, you know, uh, Salah's gone, so we need to do something there uh, anyway. Uh, and we always rotate our. Um, our front three in, in general, um, Sopos lies out, so uh, probably I think uh, so. And Endo is gone, so the, the midfield will also be a rotation. So there, there is no, uh, the, 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 uh, there is not even an option for us to go uh, unchanged. Uh, and but I think uh, the, the the back four um, might be uh, only. Uh, Kwanzaa will change and maybe Owen Beck gets a chance I don't know if, if he's already um, available for this game yeah probably is uh, and you know and that would be uh, a, a really nice uh, for the academy to have Owen Beck uh, Jarrell Kwanzaa uh, Ter- uh, Trent uh, Alexander-Arnold and Curtis Jones in uh, in the lineup That you know four players straight out of the academy playing for uh for Liverpool FC. So that's something that I would expect to see.
0: Okay, Chief, what's your predicted eleven?
1: Um it'll be I suppose it'll be a slightly hybrid. Um but yeah I think you'll see French players uh in there. Um It'll have to be weakened a little bit because we've got Fulham, what, on Wednesday, is it? It's Fulham Wednesday or is it Tuesday? I suppose it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but it's... If, if it's if it's
0: Sunday, it must, it, must must be be Wednesday. Wednesday. it must be
1: Wednesday. must be Wednesday, yeah. So, obviously, that's probably the one you're prioritising given you're already in the semi-final. Um, But it is Arsenal. And I agree with Birrell's sentiments. I would like to stick one on them. Um. So, you know, it's always a little bit stronger than you think it's gonna be, and I think, yeah, I I, I couldn't give you an eleven. Um, I think Callagher probably starts. Um, I think Kwanzaa starts, as Beryl said. Um, bu- 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 I think Harvey Elliott starts. Um. Jada starts, Gakpo starts. Um, mm, I, I, I don't know. Maybe do a couple of kids get put in? Anyone potentially at Would you see anyone? I don't, I don't know. Don't think um, so. Probably. probably. Maybe see
0: Kate Gordon. Um, cross yeah, they brought Beck back from loan. I think there's rumours Ramsey might be coming back from loan. Um, Nat Phillips is back from loan. Reese Williams, I think, is also back from loan. So, yeah. How well, I, you, Chief? I bothered
1: are I, Chief? bothered am I bothered enough. I never want to lose. If we are going to lose in the FA Cup, then I suppose you may as well go out in the third round. If you're not going to win it, you may as well go out in the third round. Yeah, definitely. so... Of all the of all the rounds to go out in, this would be the preferable one, and unless you go on and, and 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 win it, but you know we can, so why not? All the talk is, you know, that they they think they can they can win them all, and and they're you know prepared to fight on all fronts and all the rest of it. So yeah, you, you don't really want to go to the Arsenal and lose, do you? No. no. Hi how, how Arsenal, you. And I know
0: you love the FA Cup. So. I do I do love the FA Cup. I, I think what I said at the beginning with the draw was is that um like all, all I wanted was a home draw. That's all I ever want in the FA Cup is a home draw. I don't care who it's against, but a way to a way to think you know, like this is not really what you want. You know, it's not really what you want. But now we're here. I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I suppose, barring sort of the injury scenario, I think it's an opportunity to try some new things. I think, you know, McAllister's back to him? I'm not sure. I think this is a game where Klopp absolutely exhausts his five subs probably by 70, yeah, is what I, I would say. Probably gets 45, doesn't he? I'd say you might see two Two on forty-five and another kind of 360, 70. That's what I think I'd probably expect, depending on what way the game's going. But certainly, kind of five subs between the sixty and seventy mark is what was what I would suggest. So, yeah, look. The last time we went for four, I think it was probably our downfall. If we we're out of one of those competitions, maybe maybe we do some real damage. Um, but. Yeah, let's let's see. So listen, lads, thanks for thanks for joining me. Until next time, up the we'll always fucking find a way without most dollar reds.